0: Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. I'm so excited to share this word with you right now. I believe it's a timely one, and we'll minister the love of Jesus to you. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. God is good, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Ephesians chapter
1: 6. Verse verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. How do you become strong in the Lord? Spending time in His presence, spending time in the Word, knowing who you are in Christ Jesus, standing upon the Word, doesn't matter what you're going through. The Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Does God not anoint us? Does His anointing not rest upon us? Has He not laid His hand upon you and anointed you? Therefore, you are operating in the power of His might. Sometimes we forget, sometimes people forget. Listen, we, we are in such a great position because of the presence of God, because of the anointing of God, because of the touch of God upon our life. We're in such a great position. We want to tap into that. We want to drink of that. We want to partake of what God's done in our life. Be be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor. Everybody say, whole whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. I heard a preacher once preach on this message Put on the whole armor of God, and he said, Every morning you get up out of bed, he said, You put the armor on. And I'm sitting thinking to myself, Well, if I never took it off, <laughs> yeah. why would I want to put it on? Amen. I mean, if I've got my shoes on and I don't take them off, if I'm going to walk out the door, I don't put another pair of shoes on. <laughs> I already have them on. Right. You don't want to take the armor off. You don't want to lay the shield of faith down when you go to sleep. No. You know, when the devil comes to attack you in the middle of the night, you can't say, time out, time out. Let me go put my armor on. I want to be ready when you come. Just give me a, give me a moment. He's not waiting for you. Hello. You put your armor on and then you leave it on. Don't take it off. Hello. When we gave our heart to Jesus and we got a revelation that we know, that we know, that we know we're born again, we don't turn around every day and give our heart to Jesus. We already have. He already has it. The only reason why we rededicate our life or we come back to the altar to get saved is because it's not a revelation. Once it's a revelation, we're not going to keep coming back. Because you know that you know that you know. Amen. Amen. I know that I put my armor on. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, you know, actually physically putting something on. How I many you know this armor of God is it's a, it's a supernatural armor? Amen. We're going to go through that, yeah, this morning. The Bible says in verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. 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 If you've done everything that you have to do in order to stand, then you can stand. Because by that time, with your walk with God, you've already, you already know what the Word says. We already know what the Word says concerning healing. Therefore, we can stand. We know what the Word of God says about prosperity, therefore we can stand. When the enemy comes to attack us, we're not going to lie down and play dead. We have the armor. Ever Ever had where God's given you revelation in an area of the Word, and then in that same area the devil comes to attack you, like immediately? What happens when you get revelation of the Word? Your faith is built up. Thank God that your faith is built up. Because you've got that shield of faith in place. When the devil comes to attack you, every fiery dart that he shoots at you, it's absorbed by that shield of faith. Because if you put the shield of faith down, guess what? It's coming right into you. Looking at the Amplified Bible, says, uh, verse 13 says that you may be able to resist and stand your ground in the evil day. Having done all the crisis demands to stand Firmly in your place. So, in other words, whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstances in is when you have the armor and you're ready, and your faith is built, you're ready to stand no matter what the devil throws at you. I found this out. When you start meditating on the word, when you start spending time in the presence of God, listen, even just the joy, He want to come along and steal that joy from you. So he'll do something. You can come here this morning and get so touched and get so blessed. Come back tonight and get so blessed. And by tomorrow morning, you've lost it all. Some people lose it on the way home. Some people lose it in the parking lot because their car wouldn't start. Hello. Anybody home? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And all the enemy's come is He's come and he's stolen away what God has given you. That's all he's done. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Therefore, I'm going to keep the joy. I'm going to maintain the joy. I'm going to exercise this joy. Daily. Every moment that I have, I'm going to exercise this joy. Whatever it takes, I must keep this joy. It's my strength. Helps us to stay sane. I understand that's debatable if we're sane or not, but as far as I'm concerned, we are. Hello. That joy helps us to keep standing on the Word firmly. How can you, listen, it takes away fear. Joy takes away fear. I can't be in fear and full of joy. Amen. So the joy takes away the fear. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. The Amplified Bible says, Stand therefore or hold your ground. The only way you can hold your ground in any circumstance or situation the devil throws at you is when you know what the Word of God says. It is a revelation to you. Revelation means the Word of God is alive to your spirit. It's alive in your heart. And i like to add this in. I say when revelation of the Word of God comes to you, God makes that Word yours. It's yours. It now belongs to you. It's a part of you. It's a revelation in your spirit. Therefore, if the revelation is there, the devil cannot take it away. Neither can he defeat me in this area. When revelation comes to you and it's real, it's, it's yours, it's a part of you. The devil cannot take that revelation away from you. And neither can he defeat you in that area of revelation. Why, why when we look at the church, does the church look so defeated? Why are people so beat up, so tired? Why have they gone through what they've gone through and never seem to get the victory? All they're doing is lacking that revelation of the Word. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of the Word. If I get knowledge of the Word in my spirit being, see, listen to this carefully, knowledge of the Word in my mind is not going to help me. Because my mind's unfruitful. Your mind is unfruitful. It doesn't, the mind cannot comprehend the Word of God. When you you need money, and you get to church and you hear about tithing and giving, but you need the money. See, your mind cannot understand or comprehend that. Your mind wants to keep what you got, but the Word says give. God will take care of you. Well, that's not what our mind tells us. We just, our mind just looks at the circumstances. When the revelation of the word comes in our spirit, being in our heart, and we can then stand on the word, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Our mind doesn't take off. Our mind doesn't wander. Our mind, by the time you get revelation of the word, let me say this, your mind has already been renewed. Because when it happens in here, it'll happen up here. Some people want to fill this void up here with all this knowledge and all it is is, is, is is cheap talk. That's all it is. But when there's a revelation here, then when you speak, you're speaking in the power. You speak powerful words because those words are anointed. Not only are they anointed by God, but you believe it. It's so different when somebody preaches from their own conviction than when somebody preaches from somebody else's. Do you understand what I mean? You preach the Word of God because it's a revelation to you. I cannot stand up here and preach anything on hearsay. Didn't sit down last night, take a set of tapes and begin to copy this message down. It's got to be a revelation to me. If it's not a revelation to me, how can I impart it to you? I can't give you of what is not mine. Amen. We couldn't have revival in this house if I wasn't revived. I can't duplicate that. I can't go and sit in somebody's meeting and go, okay, this is how it works. Go out there and go duplicate what I saw. I can't do that. Because I've got to be hooked up with the Spirit. I've got to have the Holy Spirit show up. He's the one that's got to move and touch the hearts and lives of people. So revelation has to come. By the spirit of this word that we teach and preach so that we have a solid foundation that we can stand our ground. Amen. Amen. We can stand our ground. Verse 15 says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. You can't really have any of these others if you don't have faith. Salvation comes because of faith. We're going to have faith To receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye may may be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. That's why it's so important to have our faith build up. Faith comes by hearing. The more I hear the word of God, my faith gets stronger in that area. When the devil fires his fiery darts at us, or when he begins to attack us in that area, I have faith to overcome that. Without faith, I'm defeated. And I can't have faith in God if I don't know what His Word says. How do you believe something if you don't know that that's what He wants you to believe? How do you believe it? And there's so many whacked out ideas in the church. You know, I don't want to explain anything that, that I see. I want to just say, look, guess what the Word says? Whatever happens around me, it happens. But yes, what the Word says, and this is what I'm going to base my life on. Why, as a born-again child of God, why do we go through those things we go through? Well, it doesn't say in the Word that you won't. In actual fact, I think we've got it pretty easy. How about being beaten and nailed to a cross? No, we've got it pretty easy. <laughs> we've got it pretty easy. Yes, we are going to go through trials and tribulations. Yes, there will be attacks of the enemy. Just because we follow the Holy Ghost doesn't mean to say the enemy is going to run. He's going to come to attack. When he does, the Bible says resist him and then he will flee. He doesn't look at you and go, oh, there's an anointed one. Listen, they attacked Jesus, ended up nailing him to a cross. If there was anybody anointed, it was Jesus. See, you've got to understand something about the devil. He's just too dumb to realize that he's already been defeated. I'm more than an overcomer through Jesus Christ. So if I'm more than an overcomer, that means it doesn't matter what he throws at me. Not only will he be defeated, but I get to keep my goods and take some of his. Hello. you can't give up. You can't throw the towel in. Where is it going to get you? And it doesn't move the hand of God. Oh, I'm going to give up. God can't let you do that. Bless you, bless you, bless you. No, it doesn't work like that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So in other words, my shield of faith must be in operation. Listen, it's it's not you that is stopping the attack of the enemy. You are speaking God's word. And he's coming to your defense. And it's his faith that he's given you. It's his faith that's caused to grow in your life so you can believe him. And when you put up that shield of faith, it's God standing there. God's standing there on
0: your behalf.
1: Who somebody get happy here? Come on, man. It's okay. It's a river church. The shield of faith. Verse seventeen says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. The Amplified Bible says, the sword that the Spirit wields, which is the word of God. In other words, when I take the the sword of the Spirit, when I'm taking the word of God, and I begin to speak the word of God, the Spirit of the living God begins to take that word and make it happen.
0: Hoo-hoo.
1: Hoo-hoo. I speak the word of God by the Spirit, anointed by God Almighty, and the Holy Spirit takes that word, sharper than a two-edged sword, cuts down the opposition. (laughs) You, little old you. I don't think I'm worthy, you. I don't know how to stand on the word, you. You take the word of God and you begin to speak the word of God and the Holy Spirit takes that word and causes it to happen. How do you think people get healed? You lay hands on them. You begin to speak the word over them. The Holy Spirit takes that word. Backs, God backs up his word. That's right. He backs it up. Amen. With action. Amen. <laughs> God don't say nothing. And then when you, yeah, this is what my dad said. And, and yes, the deal. He goes, whoa, whoa. You know, I'm, I'm not in that today. No, no, no. When, when you speak the word, the Holy Spirit's there. Amen. He's the driving force behind the word. When you speak a word into a situation, let me tell you what, situations are going to change. Now, let me, let me also throw this out. It's not just about confession. I mean, I, I have to believe what I'm speaking. I've got to believe what I'm speaking. If I don't believe it, then it's no faith. I've got to mix my faith with what I'm saying in the Word. And sometimes when I'm speaking in the Word, sometimes there's an action that I have to do to exercise my faith. Faith is not just what I say out of my mouth. Faith is actually an action based upon what the Word said. But when I begin to operate in faith, as I'm speaking in the Word, I begin to do what the Word says. The Holy Spirit comes, grabs a hold of that Word, and bang, it happens. And then I turn around and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many times has God brought you through situations and circumstances that you thought you'd never make it? How many times has he done that for you? How many times has he taken that impossible situation that you were facing and he just turned it around? What you thought you'd, my God, this is going to be hell and you had your faith and you put your faith in Him, you got in the Word, you meditated, you prayed, and you did what the Word says, and suddenly, boom, you were through the other side. You go, whoa. That had to be God. I believe God will do things in our life, and it'll be so plain. It'll be so plain. You won't have to sit down and go, now I wonder how that happened. It'll be so plain. You'll know, this is God. This is God. Hasn't God done some simple things in some, in some situations which you thought were totally out there and he does a simple thing and changes everything? <laughs> See, today's a good day but tomorrow's going to even be better because you're going to walk out with this word fired up in your heart and you're going to begin to speak to your situations and you're going to start seeing some major changes happen. You're not going to sit down Sit back, lie down, play dead. No, you're going to stand on the Word. And realize, every time you speak the Word, the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of that Word. Like a two-edged sword, and He begins to wield that sword in front of you all the time. Verse 18 says, Praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. The Amplified Bible says, Praying at all times, and I love this, On every occasion, In every season. That's good. On every occasion. Praying. Always. Pray at all times. On every occasion. In every season. How many of you know praying? If I'm going to pray like I should pray, then I need a heart of thanksgiving. If I have a heart of thanksgiving with my prayer life, My prayer life will never be a bitter life. I cannot go to God and complain, moan, groan, gripe, uh, you know, if I'm thankful. Amen. They don't go together. So if we have a thankful heart and we go to the Father and we begin to worship Him from a thankful heart, and we begin to pray over certain situations or issues, or in every circumstance, or in every occasion. How many of you know there's some occasions you don't want to pray? Actually, there's some occasions that you don't even want to go to church because somebody's going to ask you how you feel. How are you doing? You don't want to lie. You don't want to tell them the truth either. And don't come along with this faith. Oh, it's a faith statement. How are you doing? Ah, I'm blessed by faith. No, you want to pray in every situation, every circumstance, every occasion you want to pray. Because prayer changes things. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Everybody say, in the Spirit. Spirit. Say it again, "In in the Spirit. I've got to pray in the Spirit. Say it, come on. I've got to pray in the Spirit. Every day. Every moment that I can. I've got to pray in the Spirit. You know the Bible says? When you pray in the Spirit, you build yourself up. So in other words... You only can only build yourself up when you're feeling a little broken down. You look around the church, there's a lot of broken down people. But you begin to pray in the Spirit. You begin to build yourself up. Suddenly, you, you, it's like you get on a high. Suddenly there's an excitement that starts to bubble out your belly. Even in, in turmoil. If you can just get past that first three, four, five minutes of praying in the Spirit, for some it might be ten. But if you can just get over that hump, if you can just get over that and just continue to pray and pray and pray and pray in the Spirit, you'll get a breakthrough. The moment you do, the glory of God will start coming down on you. The joy of the Lord will start welling up on the inside of you. And I mean, you'll feel like you, you, you never were in that situation, that you're now above it. Yeah. You're above it, praying always. In every, every situation, every circumstance, every occasion, we've got to, we've got to get ourselves to this position that, that a pity party doesn't cut it anymore. If we want God to trust us with more, then we've got to show Him that we can be trusted with more. In other words, we've got to grow. Every one of us needs to grow. If we don't grow, how can God trust us with more? Amen. I mean, there comes a time in your kid's life, you know, where where, where they've actually got to, you know, graduate from school. I mean, how would you like it if your kids were, you know, 24 years old and, and still hadn't graduated from school? I mean, wouldn't you think there's something wrong with him? I mean, it comes a job when the uh, comes a job when the time comes a time when the kids need to get a job. Comes a time when they've got to start paying some bills. Hello. But what is happening to them? They they're graduating. They're growing up. There comes a time in our walk with God when when you've got to lay hands on the sick. This is not about me laying hands on your sick people. It's about you laying hands on those sick people. There comes a time in your walk with God when when you might be confronted by a devil and you might have to cast it out. Ooh. Great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If you bring a few devils in the house, I'll teach you how to cast them out. It's pretty simple. In the name of Jesus. Bye-bye. Pretty simple. I said pretty simple. It's not hard. Great is he that's in me. Then the devil that's in that person. Amen. And I tell you what, if you walk in the Spirit and you're a prayer, and you in the Word, and you know what your right is with Christ, I can tell you now, when the devil comes around you, that devil will manifest in somebody. In other words, if someone comes around you that has a, that has a spirit, has a demon, they'll manifest. Yeah. I do not believe that somebody can come and sit in this church and go a whole meeting with not a manifestation and be demon-possessed. People say, oh, I've got a devil. Really? Boo. I didn't see it manifest. Hello. Some people think they got devils and they don't even have devils. In extra factors, some people, I don't even think devils want them. You understand what I mean? Uh, they're just They're devil-made. They're devil-crazy. Oh, i got a devil, i got a devil, i got a devil. How, how many of you ever drive down the road and then you have a conversation? Have you had a conversation with yourself? What does that mean? Doesn't mean you have a voice talking to you in your head? No, it just means that you're pretty normal. And sometimes in actual fact, the conversation that you might be having might be with your spirit, man and your mind. It's not a devil. What are we going to cast your mind out? That might be something we can pray about. <laughs> Verse 19, Paul's just talking about the, the arm of God. Then he says, As for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly. Every time we open our mouth, when it comes to the things of God, we open it with boldness. We do not have to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will not. And we do not need to tone down the move of the Holy Ghost. What if somebody gets embarrassed? They come here to visit and they get embarrassed because somebody gets full of joy. Well then tell the Holy Spirit to stop it. I mean surely he knows that person's going to get embarrassed. Why would he do stuff that makes people embarrassed? How embarrassing was it for when Peter got out the boat and walked on the water, and then he sank. How embarrassing that was. No, he walked on the water. At least he saw a miracle. That utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly (laughs) to make known the mysteries of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in bonds. The Amplified Bible says, For I am an ambassador in a coupling chain. A prisoner. Ever seen prisoners and they're walking and they've got got bands on their feet and bands on their hands? And some of them are tied between one another so they can't go nowhere. I'm an ambassador of God in bonds. In other words, I'm I'm coupled to Him. I'm tied to Him. Wherever He goes, I must go. For which I'm an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly As I ought to speak, we've got a job of work to do. When we get out there with people in in the community, in the villages, in Anchorage, wherever you're going to be, we've got a job of work. We've got to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ with boldness. And you can only do that because the words are revelation. You know that you're anointed. You stretch forth your hand and you begin to pray. You begin to witness. You begin to tell others about Jesus and you'll see signs and wonders and miracles happening.
0: Amen. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus... You are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.